0: It is unfair, very sad, and depressing (laughs) to be blamed and trolled, to be pointed at. You cannot support us because you will be supporting a criminal activity.
1: Wow. Okay, well said, and welcome to a Monday. It is November 30th on the air everywhere from studio kitchen colorado the modern eater show continues hope you had a great holiday weekend we've got a lot of work to do we're going to get right to it that was the voice of mike hernandez he's a business owner three restaurants uh... parker and in castle rock the gym co the office co bar and kitchen and the library co bar and kitchen mike's going to join us here in just a minute i want to tell you what we're covering here today uh, here we are, all in our places, with sunshiny faces. Uh, myself, Greg Hollenbach, and Jay Parker. And we welcome you again to another edition of the Modern Eater Show as the walls just seem to be closing in right now a lot has happened over the weekend you'd think it'd be slow but no uh the governor unfortunately contracting covid 19 seems to be asymptomatic with him and his partner they are quarantining as well they should be the mayor playboy himself got off the plane he's back in town right now and he's singing that story of uh, why he's so apologetic that he followed his heart and went to go see his family which is an interesting thing and I think we'll talk about that dynamic is did he actually go because he felt unsafe I think he felt safe to go and he's the guy who gets all of the latest updates he gets all the latest information there's a gentleman that wasn't afraid to go travel for the holidays and he showed you by his actions we will cover that as well we got a lot of great audio from the mayor so thank you We've got a poll question. This is something that we're going to dig into. Everybody needs to jump on board with this. I don't care if you're right-leaning, you're left-leaning, you're right down the center. I want to talk to logical people, okay? Logical people, I want you to answer this question, and I want you to answer it fairly. I don't think that there's much wiggle room on this, right? So the poll question of the day is why should small businesses... Why should small business equality be treated differently than racial equality? Let me try you again. Why should small business equality be treated differently than racial equality? Answer the poll question. We'll cover that a little bit later on. But uh, again, we're so glad that you've joined us on this Monday, November 30th. Let's get right to our guest right now. His name is Mike Hernandez, and he will join us on the Modern Eater Show for the first time. Welcome, Mike.
0: Hello. Hi. Good to uh, see thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. We've been saying it time and time again here on the show when restaurants and bars are outlawed, restaurant and bar owners will become outlaws. Do you see any truth to that right now, Mike?
0: Correct. You know, and I think you know, that's what we're experiencing at the moment, you know. I, um,
1: I want to play your passionate clip one more time, and then you can tell us where this was and why you were responding. It looks like you're. In front of a judge and a jury trying to plead your case as a business owner. And uh, again, this is Mike Hernandez.
0: It is unfair, very sad, and depressing to be blamed and trolled, to be pointed at. You cannot support us because you will be supporting a criminal activity.
1: You cannot support us because you will be supporting criminal activity. Great sound clip there. I'm sure there was a lot more to it. Set the stage for us. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your businesses, if you would, Mr. Hernandez.
0: Well, I have been in the restaurant industry for 22 years. Um, Started in Utah with some family members. Um, I was in the Mexican food cuisine for about 18, you know. 18 of those years, uh, about four or five years ago, uh, made this switch to uh, more of bar and grills. Um, and that's where we're at right now, you know, it, it, with experience and uh, all the travels and all the tryouts and everything that a restaurant owner has to go through, you know, washing many dishes, cleaning many tables, you know, just listening to customers, seeing the markets, all the changes and everything that gets imposed on us, you know, um, about in 2016, it made sense for me to adjust to a more, um, less labor intensive concepts, you know, and that's how the office started. Um, just switching concepts and maintaining that, you know, you're trying to or- be more of a
1: Mike you're a lifer, <laughs> you've
0: been doing this for a
1: long time. You better still have some uh, good Mexican food on the menu too which I'm sure you probably do. I've yet, I've yet to go but uh, now I've really got a reason to. You seem like a just a very nice guy and, and I'm sure you've never guessed in your many years of being in the business that serving some comfort food would turn you into a criminal.
0: Correct and just to like elaborate a little bit on that comment you know it was mainly to because the uh that meeting was at a town hall meeting here in castle rock and um our great leaders here are trying to help us and they're trying to do as much as limited of what they can feel they can help us and in that meeting a comment came to be of um they cannot really help us especially financially because it was determined that if they help in any way, shape, or form financially, they will be supporting a criminal activity. So it was kind of like a shocker to be in that meeting and hear the, you know, the town council people uh, trying to be as supportive as they can, but saying we can't really do much because then we will be breaking the law, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: So enforcement, and, and let's go slow again, Mike Hernandez here with us, the Jim Cohen Parker, the Office Co. Bar and Kitchen, and the Library Co. Bar and Kitchen in Castle Rock. Um, you were shut down for operating, right? Uh, talk to us about what led up to that moment.
0: Correct, so, you know, in the many years of that we have worked with the health department, we always believe that there's procedures. There's always that common sense and common ground on everything, um, you know, as a benefit as a business, you know, you will try to stretch as much as you can, you know, as same as uh, anything in our benefit, you know, for, for the benefit of our business. Um, one of my stores on Friday evening when the regulations were supposed to start, we got service cease and desist order. Um, obviously, we said like, okay, well, this is the first step. You know, this is what is going to happen. And, you know, we deal with them in a, you know, on and off basis. We have a good relationship with the health department. Um, We're local. So, you know, we try to adapt and try to enforce everything as a best of our efforts, you know, which as anything in law will be arbitrary, right? Mm -hmm. To my interpretation, to their interpretation. So, you know, we, we believe we had a fair share of opening the communication of how we're gonna move forward with this, you know, uh, that store that I got served got moved right away to um, enforcing, you know, um, the regulations. And, uh, you know, Saturday went by, Sunday went by, Monday went by, and then uh, Monday evening. That's when the three of my locations got served orders to close, mm-hmm. you know. So at a certain point, we felt that, okay, we were on step one or step two in one of my stores and then on my two other ones it just jumps to here let's hit a home run with this let's close these three stores you know um uh i wasn't aware on monday evening that it was only actually five restaurants that got shut down um and i was just surprised to see that it was so little you know um i had attended two previous meetings uh, where there was a lot of support for other business owners you know, obviously just adjusting to everything. And again, you know, um, we understand that we get it. We're not here. Like you say, you know, I think I, I share that same mindset of what you say. We're not trying to push for anything radical. We're not trying to cause any problems. We're just wanted to establish some dialogue and some communication because since this started, we realistically haven't heard nothing from the health department, like zero, other than a couple phone calls saying if we're following guidelines, you know, and whatnot. But other than that, like there has been nothing, you know, like uh, same as guess from from town people and from, every, from everybody, everybody comes has come to accept here's a sheet, here's guidelines, follow it uh Oh, today we woke up and we decided you need to do also this, and tomorrow, oh, you need to also do this so it, there has not been any kind of dialogue uh on whether how are we gonna work this out, you know how we can really be considered and be respected in the community um without just being imposed on you know, and I think that that's the 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 big picture here, you know that as of since this started, we were always places, valuable places for the community, you know? Like I explained on my town hall meeting and I told them, I was like, you celebrate weekends with us. We get to work every weekend. We clean, we do everything possible for you to enjoy in a community. Uh, You know, everything that is to do with celebrating, you know, whether it's just having a regular dinner with your family, with friends, anything you know we we have always considered ourselves that's why it's called hospitality right like we're in the hospitality business make you feel welcome and all of a sudden it just feels that we are the ones like to blame you know on on many many levels and I just think it's unfair for the treatment you know because there has not been an open dialogue about really what's going on you know well, this
1: is not a new song that you're singing, Mike. This is the voice of Mike Hernandez. He's a restaurant owner in Parker and Castle Rock. And uh, the politicians and the bureaucrats, it seems to be a pick-and-choose thing. It's very confusing. the The goalposts are moving on a daily basis. You're expected to keep up on the... Um, on the changes and and you, you know let's face it so you're telling me you're saying greg I, i'll give you my word i i wasn't trying to do anything wonky i was i'd like to try and follow by the rules Um do, do you believe that you were singled out i mean at this point in time heck there's phone numbers that you can call because neighbors are peeking in your windows to see if there are too many people gathering at your house there are, folks that go out to look at restaurants to make sure everything's absolutely perfect. Do you believe that you were singled out at this point in time, or do you just believe this was arbitrary and you uh, you, you, you pulled the short straw?
0: I, I guess after learning from their newscast and all the news outlets that it was, you know, both shared from uh, patrons or people from the community, and other businesses, you know, that, uh, you know, obviously we were targets. Um, uh, whether I wanted to say that that was uh, fair or not, like I said, we respect every single department and we'll abide by it in any mm-hmm. single way. I was just shocked to learn that uh, with many, many, many businesses um, that we were the only ones on that on that day. Yeah. That's what it was a little bit more shocking. But you know, um there's communities and I and I think that the, the sad part about this is that we have every day like start growing and growing and creating a community where it's about hate and pointing a finger and trying to find a blame yeah. and that's where is where is sad, you know. Um I've come across uh, Facebook groups uh, from customers that pointed at me is like, hey, your name is out there. Hey, you gotta check this group. They're not letting go on your threat. Like they're they're keeping up. So uh, to, completely unaware of because I'm a restaurant owner. Like I'm, you know, I'm greeting customers. I'm hanging out with with my people. I'm helping out my staff. Like to learn that there's groups out there that. Their whole existence is just to be pointing fingers and promoting hate. Like that is the most worrisome for us, you know? Well, if
1: there's any solace at all, I can tell you that folks with that kind of hunter mentality, um, when you become the hunter, you will be hunted at one point. And that uh, PCism or the political correctness will begin to eat themselves as we're seeing. Uh, Right now you're merely just an operator trying to make a living, but there is an example that's being made out of you You're being smacked back, and what that means is just you know sit down Be a good person and if you don't You're gonna have your licensing taken away from you. You may not get funding uh, making it just so okay there's no voice of dissension at all. Where do you stand now? And I'm sure you have your community of folks that uh, frequent your restaurants, that are rallying around you. Are you able to operate right now?
0: Correct, yes. Uh, it, it was something like a two day back and forth with the local inspectors, uh, You know, reaching out on a, a, a very, very simple agreement. And yes, we are operating. Um, we are following every single guideline. A couple of my locations, they even uh, that's where the question arise when we were approached because I have patios in a couple of my locations. Uh-huh. And it was just, again, just the fact like I am like abiding, you know, like as much of my interpretation and my staff interpretation of so uh-huh. what we can do and not do at the moment. And that's, again, where it became shocking that I had three different locations, three different parts of town. And they were hit the same like that's where you felt a little bit unfair of where um, that's where you felt more like it became I was target, Mm -hmm. you know, not to be unfair of saying like, yeah, well, maybe maybe, yeah, we could have slipped here and there, but not necessarily are the three stores at the same exact time Mm -hmm. in the same way and fashion that it was expressed. I'm going to ask a terrible question
1: but I'm going to draw an analogy a little bit later on between business equality and racial equality. I'm going to guess that you felt a little bit of racial equality or inequality in your lifetime. Would would I be correct with assuming that?
0: Um, Yes, you know, up up, up to a certain point, yes.
1: Okay. Is there any feeling or jump across that there's a little bit of business inequality that's happening right here? Is, Is that feeling similar?
0: that is the the 100 feeling you know that's where i lean more towards you know that discrimination um, business discrimination uh business association like you know it's it's that line it's is it, we don't understand it you know i don't understand it for mm-hmm. sure because it doesn't make know? sense
1: it doesn't make sense okay let's jump into the last portion of this and in, in the real world the real world is is that you need to um pay your bills, you need to pay your employees, you need to keep your business afloat. Where are you right now, Mike Hernandez? What's the health of your business and and how much longer do you anticipate you'll be able to hang on without um, any relief or being able to operate in a normal fashion?
0: You know, with the initial uh, help that it was out there, the PPPEs and the other emergency fund, you know, we were able to qualify uh, on two of the stores, uh, the one in Parker, the gym, unfortunately, I opened March ninth. I was open for, you know, uh, a little bit over a week since all this started. So that store hasn't been able to qualify for anything. Uh, being said, I think that, you know, we're very much love for uh, a, a large amount of the community. Uh, my businesses have been healthy. Uh, my staff, my family members, everybody that helps us. Uh, We all maintain a very uh, normal lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're able to uh, keep uh, providing for ourselves and the majority of our employees. Um, It is worrisome just to not know where we stand. I think that's the most Mm -hmm. stressful part of this, that as much as, you know, we want to help everybody that is employed, you know, we know that we can't. Um, other employees uh, jump right away on unemployment because at the end of the day, they say like, Mm -hmm. I make more there, you know, like being open for takeout and carryout doesn't, is not the same, you know, and um, the nature of it is being very complicated, you know, on top of the stressors of, uh, we as business owners are put every day, now I have to uh, fill up a number amount of applications uh make sure I qualify. make sure I have documentation. make sure I have you know x, y, and c items uh make sure in a certain time i'm gonna reply back to those items so again it's it's uh as much as you can ask for a person right for a human being, not only you know worry about your employees, worry about your building. Mm-hmm. Worry about paying rent on time. Worry about paying bills. Mm -hmm. Now you have another workload of presenting uh, right paperwork, right numbers, everything. It's just, you know, like we we wear many hats for sure in the restaurant business. But I can tell you, it keeps growing to the extent that, like, where where does it stop? You know, Mm -hmm. where do we get a little bit of respect for everything that we're doing? You know, And, and just just... Uh, show us some love, you know, like uh, I was explaining to the inspector, I was like, and as I share my reports when I was trying to get out of of the closures, you know, 30, 30, 30 people 30 people visit my stores Saturday, Sunday Monday, each day, 30 30 guests made my business a lot better, you know between 30 and 70 people make my business flourish. It's like we're only asking for such a small bite of that pie that everybody else is being allowed to uh, indulge of, you know, Uh, and that's that's uh, as me personally, that's what I'm asking for, you know, Um, some kind of level of let me operate at some level, Mm, you know,
1: a normal level. I keep promoting the hashtag, hashtag safer at restaurants. I truly believe. I mean, some of these restaurants, they're so clean, you could perform surgery on their tables. It's, just, it's an interesting thing. Deanna Johnson from The Stream says, Agree, Mike. Those of our restaurants that opened this year get zero help, brutal. Uh, there's a lot of people, obviously, that, that really understand the plight, and I think a lot of those people are attached personally to it. I'm under great authority that uh, Governor Polis watches this uh, show frequently in order to get feedback from the community. What is it that you would address Governor Polis with if you were to speak directly to him right now?
0: I would just would like to be um, at some level be considered more, you know, in the different plans that we have, you know, the different operation stress that we have been under. You know, we are an industry that, didn't need it to really uh, change much, much of limits. You know, if you think about it, like, like you said, you know, restaurants were clean. We are an industry that gets regulated and inspected on a regular basis. You know, we had every single cleaning product already in-house. I didn't have to go and buy, you know, detergents. I didn't have to change any protocol other than probably doing a lot more. You know, we're an industry that has been... Uh, under surveillance for many 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 years we are law-abiding citizens that have Mm -hmm. to go through many processes specifically when we obtain a liquor license so for that to be all thrown away overnight like that's where it becomes very hard you know that we have to go through procedures we have to go through processes we have to be inspected and we just you know like if that works on a normal way of living, you know, we should find a common ground where it should work in today's world. You know, we should be part of that and just tell us how, just don't stop us. Don't impose on, on, on our operations, you know? Thank you for sharing your story with us today. Hey, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. I'm digging that haircut, man. I'm going to look into one of those. (laughs) I think I could pull that off. That's a good All looking haircut. Uh,
2: the answer is no to that question. What? You can't pull that off. I can't pull that off. You don't think off. I can pull that I off? I
1: don't think so. And I don't. And I know that I can't. So I just. There's my two cents I don't, on no, it. I think I can pull that off. Hey, listen. I've really um, enjoyed our time here together today, and your your story, as much as I'd like to say, is unique. Um, it's happening out there, but it needs to be told. And I really admire your courage to come here today and tell us your story. I appreciate it, Mike Hernandez.
0: Hey, thank you very much. Great meeting you guys. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's it right there, Jay. These are the people. This is why these are the guys that make the guys and the gals, in this instance, the guy that makes this business so special.
2: I agree 100%. And man. what a success
1: story. And, 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 yeah,
2: and you know how long I've been in it, wasn't, I still feel like I am. You, and it's like, I, con- I so connect with guys like Mike yeah. that it's like, you know, I never got to Mike's level as far as restaurant ownership, and, and, and thankfully, because I, you know, I would have lost my mind trying to get licensed and go through all the red tape that you have to go through. But as far as operation stuff goes and hearing Mike go, oh, mm-hmm. man, I wear so many hats as it is right now. It's like I'm plunging a toilet, you know, and then 10 minutes later, it's, you're shutting me down? Like, well, what are we talking about yeah. here?
1: You must have been cringing when I asked him the question about racial inequality. No, no, no okay. man. I mean, you know, unfortunately
2: not because that's the world we live in, yeah. too. And, and,
1: you know, it, 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 I want to I make this analogy when we get back. And I think it's a jump across whether you're left leaning or right leaning, um, you should be able to understand this analogy because um, it's interesting what we're seeing right here and what we're dismissing and excusing the profiling. That's an interesting thing. Think about profiling. We do need to take a break and play some commercials of some great local sponsors that help support the Modern Eater Show. We would hope that you help support them As we come off of a very uh, sleepy holiday weekend, Thursday was uh, Thanksgiving. Jay, did you do anything special? I did not leave (laughs) my home. I can imagine you didn't. Okay, we want to hear from you. The comments are coming in. We will read your comments. Please share the stream. This is how the word gets out. If you're watching this right now and you're not sharing this stream to your personal facebook page or a group you're being selfish that's i'll say it right now yeah you're keeping this to yourself and we don't want you to do that this is the way the word gets spread okay um a lot of great stories are coming from this and again we can't wait to utilize studio kitchen to get back to telling the stories of the men and women in agriculture product purveyors chefs front of the house back of the house restaurants that's the real thing, you know. Food transcends all. Right now, we've hit a wall. This wall is scary. Uh, special legislative session has um, come together, convened at 10 a.m. this morning. Anything come of it yet? We'll talk about that next, too, right here as the Modern Eater Show continues.
0: Hey. <laughs>
2: What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado.
3: (laughs) Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist Breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now quadruples are the emperors of Belgian Monastery ales. They're dark in color, uh, with a dense tan head, and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%, so they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex, with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves, or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four-Pack at either brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Welcome to Knocker
2: Brewery, here in beautiful Idaho Springs. Uh, we brew normally twice a day. Currently brew about 18 different beers. And right here is our brew kettle, steam-fired brew kettle, and uh, we generate our steam with natural gas. We get our natural gas from Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto. I really like working with Brian because he explains how the system works of getting your natural gas. It's not a mystery. I actually understand our energy building. the modern eater and
4: now
5: back
4: to the show did you think you were going to go on this trip and no one would find out about it
5: you know I never even thought about it it's a personal it was a personal trip personal time and uh you know I've traveled um well several times since the pandemic began and um you know didn't think anything i it, that was not top of my mind in terms of sneaking out of the city my what was important to me at that point was getting to see my daughter and my wife and, uh, and the three of us to spend our time together as we had planned months ago uh, to do. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And wow,
1: the arrogance, huh? The mayor and the arrogance, and the wasn't at the top of his mind as he sends out a tweet in the airport, <laughs> in the airport, saying to restrict your travel. As he takes off so what does that mean what does that mean thanks for coming back at studio kitchen Colorado we'd appreciate if you share the stream what does that mean does that mean the mayor he's just dumb he's not a dumb guy no he gets all the latest and greatest statistics CDC hospital information the spread he gets it all I think what he's telling you if the if the narrative was to shift if the media your four, sevens, nines, 31s, if they were doing their job, the headline would read, the mayor feels safe to travel. That's what the headline would read. Because he's telling you with his actions, right? I mean, he's, he's telling you with his actions. Maybe that should have been the poll question, Jay.
2: Uh, I am you know, <laughs> I, I, wa- I watched that interview and you, you do get the feeling of, I mean, you definitely don't get the feeling that, that at any point in time in that conversation that he wasn't, that he didn't feel safe to travel. Yeah. It was more just backtracking going like, yeah, I, I messed up, I shouldn't have done it, but I did it, but it's
1: okay, and I did it, and I shouldn't have. Okay, I'm going to do my uh, analogy I'm, I'm the president of the Terrible Analogy Club. I don't know whether you knew that or not. Yeah, the uh, P-I-T-I-A. But you, P-I-A-T-I-A. You always have to come up with analogies that people can understand, right? Mm-hmm. And whether you're left-leaning or right-leaning or right down the middle, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with analogy. It's, on, it's our poll question. Poll question is, why should small business equality be treated differently than racial equality? And the poll goes like this. It shouldn't is 79 Percent of the folks, and it's totally different. With 21 percent rings in, it's the 21 percent I'd like to talk to, and I'd like to talk to you guys right now because we need to have a heart to heart. I think we all agree, and, and it really showed um, with Black Lives Matters, with the inequality that um, racism has taken a toll on this country truly has. I mean, we've, we were formed on immigrants and, and differences and different peoples and different walks of life, different religions, and, and inequality spans throughout. We're gonna use racial inequality, right? And um, rightfully so. There were a lot of protests this past summer showing the uneasiness and the unrest uh, that takes place when, when you see such things as uh, racial inequality. It strikes me as a very similar jump across, okay? So let's talk about profiling. Jay, profiling. You know what profiling is? Yes. What, like if you're, you're assumed to be riding dirty, you know? You, you, got, you got the low rider. You, yeah, you judging
2: got, someone. When somebody walks yeah. into the restaurant, you look at them and go,
1: oh, I think this is about to happen. Right. Yeah. And we were, we're programmed. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wait until someone commits a crime. Wait until someone proves you differently. Put those notions or those thoughts down to where you want to profile somebody. Put them down. Let them speak for who they are. Let's take a jump across into small businesses. Let's take a a jump across of what we're seeing right now with the picking and choosing of who's safe and what's safe. The profiling, if you will, okay? Profiling restaurants to be Deemed places with outbreaks uh, a significant, where I think facts and data are showing that a little bit differently. But the profiling is not changing. And this is affecting a lot of lives. A lot of small businesses are really being affected by this inequality. So if you take a small business, and I believe safer at restaurants, I believe it fully, right? Say safer at home, I say safer at restaurants. If you can in your right mind, in your conscience, say to yourself that small businesses should be treated differently than an airline, or a grocery store, or a big box store, that all businesses aren't created equally, that there should not be a level playing field. Now, keep in mind, we are in the middle of an outbreak, (laughs) understandably so, right? But profiling these businesses, making it difficult for them to operate, for them to pay them their employees, for them to be able to make a living for their family, for themselves, for the community. If you could say in good conscience that businesses should be singled out for that, now now let's keep in mind, here's what I am saying. I'm saying if you see a business, or if a business is deemed to be irresponsible or unsafe, judge them at that point. Condemn them and punish them at that point, just as what we would do is if somebody would commit a crime as a person. Rather than racially profiling, saying, this person, because of statistics, our jails are made up of this, our crime rate is made up of this, uh, it's said to, if you looked at. Smell like a criminal. You are a criminal. Well, if you look and act like a small business or a restaurant right now, you're seeing criminals come out of that. Is that right? Do you feel okay with that? Or do you just take it? Do you just take it in? Now, you see a lot of unrest. You know, you look at the Facebooks of the world, the Twitters of the world, the Let's just take the government mandates and accept them. That's what it is. But would you accept that if it was a person? No. The protest showed that. You don't accept that. And you shouldn't accept that. But why are you accepting that for small businesses? Why are you afraid to speak? Why are you not standing up for business equality? Why are we not punishing the businesses that aren't doing their best job to keep people safe. It's unreasonable to think, I'm all worked up now, Jay. I see that. Well, listen man, rightfully so. It's unreasonable to think that we should sit back idly and watch our community shrivel up as small businesses everywhere perish. It's unreasonable. I beg of you, I beg of you, please, if you won't stand for racial inequality you should be the first person to step up for your small businesses in your neighborhood. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Okay, I need to calm down. If you have any feedback on that, please, we'll read it in the stream. Today's poll, why should small businesses, why should small business equality be treated different than racial equality? I wanna know that answer. So for the 80% of the people that say it shouldn't, I'm not talking to you. For the 20% of people that say it's totally different, I want to hear from you. It's a Monday. That's right. Special legislative session in order right now. They convene this morning at 10 10 a.m. The people that hold your futures, the brightest of the bright, your elective officials. They're meeting at the Capitol. It's a no-nonsense. We won't expect any filibustering because this is bipartisan, and damn it, we want to get relief for you. Why don't you get relief and take the proverbial knee off the neck of small businesses right now? How about doing that? We'll be right back. <laughs> I love the laugh. Yeah,
3: you're ready. Like, right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Kyle Mendenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters Show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening.
2: started meridium spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize to bond to have conversations well right now we've got some big conversations to have coop vodka and coop gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant
5: send us an email info at dot We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's
1: Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is
5: about to be in its prime. I just wanna thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time. And you're watching the Modern Eater show.
0: (laughs) I'm fine with that.
4: If you're the person, if you're the vessel still telling people guidelines in the future, why should anyone take any of that seriously at this point?
5: Again, my hope is that people see the the work that we've done over the last nine, ten months, which has been sincere, which has been transparent and honest about this virus. Again, under the guidance, the objective to save lives and to save livelihoods. Uh, We have done a lot together um, throughout the city of Denver. Uh, As a result, we've been able to do some good stuff and we'll continue to do it.
1: I wouldn't listen to them. (laughs) I'll tell you that much. Uh, We're getting in feedback. Claudia, I'm gonna direct my attention towards you here in just a moment, but I want to direct my attention to another great Colorado brand. Family owned and operated. It's A Plus Beverage Solutions. What do they do, Jay? They install tap lines, right? Mm -hmm. They install those Beautiful, beautiful handles. And they maintain them. Absolutely. Maintenance is big. Especially right now. You want to save every penny that you possibly can, and your beer system, that's really going to help you out. Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions, you do not want to pour inefficient beer. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Do not pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. It's an easy phone call away, 720. 720- it is on the screen below right now, 720-272-3809, Jeff Rourke in A Plus Beverage Solutions. Here's
4: your mayor again. If you're the person, if you're the vessel still telling people guidelines in the future, why should anyone take any of that seriously at this
5: point? Again, my hope is that people see the, the work that we've done over the last nine, 10 months, which has been sincere, which has been transparent and honest. About this virus, again, under the guidance, the objective to save lives and to save livelihoods, uh, we have done a lot together um, throughout the city of Denver, and uh, as a result we 've been able to do some good stuff and we 'll continue to do it
1: he 's showing you by his actions, ladies and gentlemen. he gets all the information on a daily basis he 's showing you felt safe to travel and it 's really interesting and I want to find this clip as we 'll go into to uh, continue and I want to address Claudia. Uh, Claudia's comments here in a minute but I want to find this clip Jay Mm -hmm. and this one is
4: I think it's this one let's just give it a shot did you think you were gonna go on this trip and no one would find out about it
3: you
5: know I never even thought about it it's a personal it was a personal trip personal time and uh, you know I've traveled um, well several times since the pandemic began and um, you know, didn't think anything. I, that was not top of my mind in terms of sneaking out of the city. My, what was important to me at that point was getting to see my daughter and my wife and, uh, and the three of us to spend our time together as we had planned months ago, uh, to do
1: more arrogance right there. That's not the clip I was looking for, but, uh, more arrogance as your mayor did sneak out of the city as he tweeted, um, please restrict, uh, your traveling this holiday week as he jumped on a plane. There's one more. I mean, you know, that's your
2: classic. He just, he didn't even answer the question the dude asked him, which drives He's me crazy. That, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You
4: told me in this interview so far that you had the, the thoughts that maybe even up until getting on the plane, you weren't going to do it. What was it that would have made you say, I'm not going to do this anymore?
5: It wasn't anything in particular. You know, I think that had I spoken to my daughter and my wife before I got on the plane and said, listen, there are some concerns about, Travel, they knew what was going on, but they didn't know that I was struggling inside on whether or not it would be appropriate for me to get on that plane.
1: Damn it. As much as I'm enjoying uh, watching the mayor uh, backpedal on this, he did take full responsibility. You know, but the bottom line at the end of the day is, and he said this, he said, well, I may have traveled, but I did follow the travel guidelines, right? He felt safe. And why? He was wearing a mask. He washed his hands, and he socially distanced. If that is the barometer of safety right now, why shouldn't that into, transcend into our local businesses? Just follow those guidelines, because that's really the best that you can do. And even when you do your best, you might end up like the governor with COVID, who by my estimation, Jay, does everything by the book. Still got COVID, okay? Okay. So let's go back to Claudia. Claudia, are you equating racial inequality to business shutdowns due to a global pandemic? Pause. Yes. A stretch, while also I don't think you understand racial equality then. Yeah, I'm dumb. You know, my 48 years on this earth, I don't know what it means. I look Hispanic. I've been called many derogatory words because of it. I have friends. I went to Manual High School. I don't know, how long have you lived in Denver for? When I was a kid, that was the beginning of busing. That's when I sat on the wall with my brothers and sisters. That's when I got to know folks. So, racial inequality. Let's just start with the word equality. What does that mean? It means equal. It means equal across the board. It means being treated the same, right? Are there consequences if you commit a crime? Yes. But Claudia, please tell me how equality should not be applicable to our small businesses right now. Okay? Now, obviously, that stark contrast is something that is very hard and difficult for some people, especially when they eat themselves, especially when they're the hunters and they begin to be hunted by their thought process. I have a feeling you might be one of those people. Because if you think equality should not transcend into our small businesses and you don't think the effects are life-altering, then you don't know Mr. and Mrs. Colorado, Mr. and Mrs. America, Mr. and Mrs. Universe. You don't know that small business person that's contemplating right now as they're drunk on taking their lives because they see no end. Or the folks that already have, the despair. There are no answers. The answers are left downtown right now at the state capitol. That's where the answers are left, not in our communities, not with us deciding. What's wrong with that? What's wrong? Where do the people that feel that they're law-abiding, that they want to do everything right, they want to be safe, they want to wear their masks, they want to socially distance, they want to wash their hands, but they also don't want to have their business shut down, or they also don't want their neighbor's business shut down. that voice should be unheard. I'm assuming. Okay, so that's my analogy. That I'll just throw that one let let you guys go at that one, right? I put it out there. I'll cut that up, put it back out there. We'll have other people sound off on it. So again, our poll today, why should small business equality be treated differently than racial equality? I guess why? Because the word racial because small businesses haven't been repressed as much yet shouldn't jump up to that classification i i know i told you i'm president of the bad analogy club but i think you've got to be able to take my point in so claudia i just want to ask you a direct question do you believe what you're seeing happening to small business right now do you believe it that it's ethical do you believe it's right what do you believe do you believe in anything that's original? Do you believe in a, an original thought? Or do you just take lock, stock, and barrel what the politicians and bureaucrats tell you you should think? Are you the same person that would take a local phone number to tell on your, neighbor, on your, on your neighbors? I don't know. Just asking the question. More from Claudia speaking to Deanna on the stream. I'm so sorry this is happening to you and yours. I am hopeful our government, I am hopeful our government. I, I just have to stop there. I'll lose my mind. You're hoping the government is going to show up at the dance and hold your hand. I'll continue. I might, Jay, I might lose it if you if you start freaking out i am hoping our government can come together and find a stimulus loans financing that could help small businesses while keeping our community safe please log on to your amazon account claudia please go stuff your face with breadsticks tonight from olive garden Please continue to pile into the big box stores and onto an airline with 200 of your friends nuts to butts, 200 of your closest friends you've never met before in your life, and say, you know what? That's okay to do because they said I could do it. Take a stand. Have an opinion. Find logic. All of this is lacking logic right now. I don't know. I don't know. What are we watching? What are we watching? So here it is. You know, here's the news. Let's, let's dig deep for money. Money comes from somewhere, right? Didn't your mom tell you money doesn't grow on trees, Jay?
2: She did. Yes, she did. <laughs> she still does.
1: Oh, uh, they can't just print it, Jay, and make it money, right? It has to come from somewhere, you'd think. Now, Colorado can't operate on a deficit. Did you know that? I did not. The federal government can operate on a deficit. So as they try to find this 200 and some odd million dollars, right, at your local capital, as they try and find that, guess what they're doing too? Guess what they're doing too, Claudia? They're betting on the roll. They're hoping the government, the big boy in Washington, that those guys are going to cut a check and reimburse them, right? Right? Lawmakers are hopeful that the Federal Emergency Management Agency will reimburse the money spent on public health response. <laughs> okay, so here's what they're doing. There's basically eight bills up for vote this week, three-day process. I hope, all, I hope that all the worries go away. I really do. I hope they print as much fake money as we can possibly have. I'll pay $50 for a chicken sandwich and $200 for a martini. You keep that money flowing, right? I'll do it. Keep these small businesses afloat. They're looking for $105 million in tax relief and direct aid for businesses. They're looking for $100 million for public health response. What, what does that even mean, for public health response? They're looking for $50 million for housing relief, includes rental assistance. They're looking for $45 million for child care providers. They're looking for $20 million for expanded broadband access with a focus on helping students. And they're looking for $3 million to address food insecurity. <laughs> they're looking for $5 million for utility payment assistance. That's what they're doing right now what they're doing, okay? All right. Um, mm-hmm. I got nothing left for you. I got nothing left for you. I just wanted th- I, I thought that was, a- oh, here's a good thing. Here's a good thing. Craig Tabor, you know what Craig Tabor is? Here's local businesses trying to help out local people. Craig Tabor. Hey, Greg, I get an email today. Hey, Greg, hope you're holding up as well as possible during this bizarre time. Local Delivery, which is his business, Local Delivery, he gets local products put together, delivery box, subscription-based locavore delivery, um, locavoredelivery.com. Locavore Delivery is partnering with Buckner Family Farm to raise money and distribute food boxes throughout the winter, or as long as necessary, to restaurant workers who are unemployed and in need. Specifically, we want we want to reach out to folks who fall through the cracks of our laughable social safety net. Thank you, Craig Tabor and Locavore Delivery. What they're looking to do is, do you know anyone who is in need? He's he's asking if anybody he can give to, right? We're looking for 10 folks right now and are hoping to add many more as our subscribers sign up for a monthly donation to the program. Locavore will will be matching all donations up to 500 bucks a month. Cool. Thank you. That's the good stuff. Restaurants are supposed to be opening on December 18th, Davy says. Yeah? I didn't hear that. Opening how? Right? Mm. It's the race to the vaccine. You know, now the debate is whether to take the vaccine, not take the vaccine. I think everybody that just... Looking for, to put this in the rear view mirror. Equality, Jay. Equality.
2: Yeah. I, a, I, just, I just don't think Claudine, uh, or Claudia really understood your analogy, you know, it, my two cents. I think she kind of t- took it the wrong w- way with um, – with the P.B.A.C.
1: I mean I don't know how you can. It's pretty cut and dry. It's like pun- punish. Qu- qu- quit taking our, our restaurants and bars mm-hmm. specifically. And we've talked to Mark Burson from Little Pub Company and, mm-hmm. and, um, and Chris Fuselet from Blake Street Tavern. Bars are decimated. Right. Mm-hmm. Bars are deemed by the governor. To I mean, be a I think place. I think
2: put it like this. Right. To, to jump on your uh, bad analogy. It's like think about box stores as a race, whatever race you want. Think about restaurants and small business as a certain race. Hey, quit think, talking logical. You're going to freak me out. And think about the airport as a certain race. Yeah. And, and this is to to, uh, to uh, Claudia. And then think about what the government's doing as far as who they're slapping on the hand and who they're punishing and yeah. why.
1: And, well, then, and hopefully that might clear it up. You I know? think Claudia's main point is, is that, hey, listen, racial inequality has been and is still a terrible, terrible thing. No doubt. Sure. 100% agree with you. But to use that analogy for small businesses, I don't think is a very big of a leap. Man, I'm looking at my, my hair looks, I look <laughs> terrible, man. Look ter- First of all, I think wow. you look, I told no, you in a
2: commercial I break, terrible. I love you. You didn't want, you didn't want my love. Woo! You're all wound up over this. this. Is, I
1: mean, this is taking a toll on a lot of people, me including. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm doing late nights, early morning. I'm talking to people all that are afraid to talk just today. I mean, let me go into my instant message here. I want I'll just c- paraphrase. C- it. So in, in Colorado Springs. There was to be a gathering tomorrow with commissioners, a couple of attorneys, a congressperson, a representative, and some a small business owners, some restaurant owners. It blew up. It went away. They're afraid on all levels. And you know what, why they're afraid? Because if anybody steps out of order right now, they're jeopardizing future funding and subsidies and they're jeopardizing their licensing. And nobody's willing to do it. All right. um, Break, wrap it, and then we'll come back. You got a story for us? Oh, I always have a story for you. Jay Parker's going to create a little bit of levity. Bring this up. Let the fresh air into the room with a story. I'm also going to
2: tell you about my most favorite thing to put inside of my body. Oh, my God. When we come back.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. Hang tight. You want to stick around for that? All right, we're doing it here. Your mayor is back in town. The arrogance is thick, y'all. Thick. So, you know, he, I, and I, I get pictures. I get pictures sent to me on my phone. These are the same people that Claudia listens to. These are the same people that will tell her what's good for her, and she'll say, yep, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Same people, right? And your mayor, he will go and sit at a bar with no mask on, with people around him, and eat and drink. I have photos. I have photos. Let me, let me rephrase that. I've seen photos. The person who has them yeah. doesn't want to give them to me. I hard. mean, listen,
2: you don't even, we don't even have to show those photos that
1: dude tweeted from. No. And you know. what, what he's showing you is his actions, and his actions and, and his words told you. I followed the travel guidelines. The travel guidelines are wear your mask, socially distance, and wash your hands. He felt safe, y'all. He felt safe. Why shouldn't you feel safe at restaurants? You should safer at restaurants. Usually up. There's Jay Parker. Well,
2: right I was, Jay I thought Parker. we were going to commercial break. Man, I'll squ- I'll All right, we'll be up. back. The Modern Eater <laughs> show continues. Hey, you guys. Jay here with the Modern Eater show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors. So let's check them out right now. <laughs>
3: very proud to be part of the the Modern Eater, and uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever. And we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene, or EPP, uh, nice insulated container. Uh, The ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you could actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out. And there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know, everybody, with several million dollars of hard
1: assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street.
3: This divider. This press. My cooling conveyor. My oven. Ow! Ow! Ewing-Levitt covers
1: our Counter-Stacker and our employees too.
3: If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at
1: Rockalitas. Call Ewing-Levitt. They'll get you covered.
3: I go home, I strip down to my skivvies. Alright, here we go. I got it, I got it, I got it. Hey everybody, Steve Gould from Golden Moon Distiller and Golden Moon Speakeasy. When I get my cocktails to go from Golden Moon Speakeasy, I go home, I kick back, and I watch The Modern Eater.
4: Gold, skivvies? Hey, I'm a Marine. It's Skivvies, man. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to
0: remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado,
4: goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show.
3: (laughs) Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar,
1: Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop
3: to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, Let me try it one more time then we'll see. Hey restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you
1: soon.
4: (laughs) First, we partner with the best farmers in the world and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com.
1: Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. like the South American stuff but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with
3: you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the modern eater. Now, back to the show.
2: We're back to the show, and thank you for tuning in. And As I promised, I wanted to tell you about the, mo- the most favorite thing that I have that I like to put in my body. And it's bread, baby bread. Aspenbaking.com. You just heard from Jeff Nations, who is the definition of small business. And uh, terrible times right now, but you know what makes it better? I'm telling you, a warm sourdough, bowl, sourdough, a warm sourdough bowl that you put hot clam chowder into, and you eat it, and you grill the top. Since 1994, Aspen Baking Company has been doing it, and they've been doing it right. They don't do it with preservatives. They don't do it with fake colors. They don't freeze it they don't put chemicals they do it the right way you guys aspenbaking.com i implore you if you're a bread lover chefs and you can't bake your own bread or you need bread if you think bread think aspen baking company and 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 do local a favor and uh order on aspenbaking.com all
1: right well said and welcome back um, thank you, as this is a, just a lively, I mean, as we're waking, dawn of the dead, just waking up after a, a long holiday weekend, just kind of, what's going on out there? Well, what's happening is the attrition is really taking place, and uh, small businesses are everywhere. It's just, wh- what do we do? There's no relief in sight. So hurry up and wait. There's a vaccine on the way. There's federal funding that's going to come. The state's going to give it to you. Um, Gosh, I'm glad. I I am so thankful for Claudia's of the world, right? Because I can go off of something. Here's our poll for today. Why should small business equality be treated different than racial equality? 78% of uh, very sound thinking folks (laughs) say it shouldn't. And 22% say it's totally different. Claudia, here's a comment Claudia made on the stream. I'm supporting small businesses every day. I believe our health officials are taking measures to keep our communities safe. Look at the numbers. Our hospitals, our hospital workers are getting full and tired. Yes, but not because of small businesses. Okay? A lot of factors are going into that. Not to mention, it's flu season. Okay? So Claudia... You're so big into numbers and what people say. Do a little reading. Check it out. I know it was last week, November 24th. New York Times article. Here it is. You'd love this, Claudia. Title: small gatherings spread the virus, but are they causing the surge, right? I mean, we know the end, ga- the end is our hospitals are getting filled up. People are catching coronavirus. Governor has coronavirus, Mayor's traveling around trying to get coronavirus. Our small businesses, our restaurants are being singled out. Claudia, let me just take an excerpt out of this, okay? Because you love numbers. You love health officials. Because you need to start looking at what epidemiologists and scholars are saying. Rather than the politicians and the bureaucrats, because let's face it, they're not the brightest of the bright, right? Excerpt. New York Times in colorado claudia only these are active cases in colorado right now in colorado only eighty-one active cases are attributed to social gatherings compared with more than four thousand from correctional centers and jails thirty three hundred from colleges and universities twenty four hundred from assistant living facilities And Claudia, this is where you believe in discrimination, okay? 450, 450 combined from restaurants, bars, casinos, and bowling alleys. 450. Why is the profiling going on to bars and restaurants? It's interesting, isn't it? I don't know, Claudia, there was a lot of times throughout history, and I'm sure you're a scholar of history, and you've seen concentration camps and people being rounded up, and even here in in the United States. You've seen it. The only thing that changed it was questioning, was pushing back. Why aren't you willing to push back? Why aren't you willing to have an opinion of your own? Why aren't you willing to do your own research? Why aren't you willing to do the real support for restaurants and bars instead of, oh, I do my part, I go get takeout every so often or every day? They need to operate. Not saying just open up the doors, open up the floodgates, come on in, don't wear a mask, no social distancing. They're following all the guidelines. I'm just trying to fight for them. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to point this out. I hope you can excuse me and understand that. Please, Claudia, please. Because you know what? It's your voice. I'm not going to lump you into a political category. You are me. I am you. We're in the same fight together it's our neighborhoods it's our communities it's our mom and pop shops it's our favorite restaurants they're doing what they can everybody's doing what they can but a quality from the big box store to the to to, to the grocery store to the airplane you know the drill you've heard them all okay please claudia please jay
4: God, and, and, and just oh, just two
2: seconds of of downer, and then some. It's like that's the frustrating part of the whole thing is, is the fact that it's in all of our faces, like the numbers you read off, and to where it's like if the numbers were reversed and and so many things were coming from the restaurant community somehow some way and people getting sick that way then it's like you know okay man you know holy moly like you know yeah we got to shut them down like i hear you you know how the hell is that happen but we got to shut but it's not the case i mean it's just so easy to look at at at, at the big picture and go let them open and and pay their bills and survive cuz people still want to go out right i mean we all still want to go out they're doing it somewhere you know right? i
1: mean i know but so you know, now uh, people are relegated it, to alleys and dark it, doorways and to to hotel al- rooms and it, to, to college dorm rooms and to backyards but, but, but don't they're you think
2: it? don't you think it's almost at this point it's almost like it's surreal right that it's surreal the hypocrisy that's happening because you go wait a minute you couldn't possibly do this because we know that it's wrong. We, we can see the numbers, and we can talk to the doctors. And, we, so it, and, it, and it still happens, and they just go, well, you know, got to protect
1: everybody. Well, the hunters are becoming hunted right now. Oh, God. Political correctness will eat itself. Consistency, that's how you got to treat Consistent across the board. Hey, Jay, yeah. did you come from a family with multiple kids? Yes. You had to treat all the kids the same, right? I mean, if you let Johnny do more than Beth... You're going to set a bad precedent, right? Well, not the best analogy because I, I was a star
2: child, and so yeah. I got different treatment. But, but <laughs> I, I, I know where you're going with the you analogy. You get what I'm
1: throwing yeah. down? The PBAC. Right. So let's see. Claudia, one last time. Mark Henry excuses me. Thank you. Claudia, Viero, Farfan, Loreno. You can tell. <laughs> you know, when you keep every name that you have, you know where they're coming from. I'll just say that right now. I'm profiling you, Claudia, when you keep every damn name that you have and put it into one, we know who you are. It's a beautiful name. I appreciate you giving those numbers. I do see now compare compare it to other areas where the spread is worse is where we should focus. I do agree with that, but strongly disagree with comparing these measures to racial inequality hey as long as you arrive at the point that i'm mm-hmm. trying to make i will apologize all yes. day long for creating that analogy that you do not like i was as uh, long as you arrive at that same conclusion i told you god bless you claudia okay? remember what i said in the last segment i said i just so don't claudia think she gets, uh, speak up for that okay speak up for that be a free thinking individual I love you. Those were the names that were given to by my parents. Okay. It's a beautiful name. I, I, it is a beautiful name. And I bet you're a beautiful person, Claudia. And I'm glad that you've come to the side of logic. Welcome to logic. Okay. She just doesn't like your analogy.
2: And and, and you know and, and well no I mean listen it, to it, think. no it does and, and 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 at the end of the day like you say if she can just if she can just kind of see what what we're saying and then make your decision on if you agree with with what we're saying take the analogy out of it yeah. you know what I mean? if Claudia, that if that's I better shouldn't
1: to, have you I take, saw you as a soccer mom that got married and you have your husband's name and your maiden name and your middle name and somebody else's name in there and you know you're so far no I apologize don't want to profile you just like I don't want other people to profile equality. That's what it means across the board. Equal. Our businesses should be treated. That, it just seems so easy and logical. Okay, stop. Tomorrow we'll bring you more, 2 p.m. I'm hoping that the narrative starts changing. Channel 479, 31. Instead of reporting on the mayor taking off out of town and did he think it was careless, Ask him the questions. Mayor, did you feel safe? Did you think it was enough? Just the protocol, washing your hands, wearing a mask, socially distancing, those are the things that are proving safe right now. Those are the things. But just like our governor is showing us, they're not all fail safes. They're not. They're just not. So in order to take such junk science with so many things across the board and targeting and profiling and your local restaurants and bars suffering mightily, it's up to us to stand up and say, listen, we're not the smartest. We're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. But there is a little bit of logic and common sense, and we saw how inequality, how you treat that, you got to treat equality across the board the same. Okay, Jay, what's the story today? Jay, okay, Jay spent 30 years... Behind the bar. Behind the bar? No, well, in I mean, you know, like half of that behind the bar, the other half You've in the You've seen a lot. Oh, yeah. You've seen a lot. Oh, yeah. You're a lifer. I am a lifer. But it hardened you a little bit. Is the customer <laughs> always right? Rarely. <laughs> rarely. Rarely. Rarely.
2: In my experience. This is rarely. why
1: the bartender hates you. I love this segment. It's Jay yeah. Parker unplugged. Should we do the nacho story?
2: <laughs> you like that nachos? I love that nachos. Well, okay, I'll which add one? nachos to All the right, thing. I was going to ask you, you know, because I have All a right, few I'll written choose. down. So um, there's the poker machine story. There's nachos. There's eyebrows, and then I still have the urinating in the walk-in. And, mm-hmm. and how about the pool table one too? Last call. Oh God! I mean, which one? The something which on a pool like? table. Well,
1: I mean, let me think. Let's do, let's do the. It's time to go last call okay and what that's left just the general consensus of every night you do the same thing because jay 2 p 2 a.m is last call i get to stay in your bar till 2 a.m right (laughs) no
2: you don't (laughs) okay the same way that you you have to wear a mask if i tell you to wear a mask it's the same logic which is it's my bar and i make the rules now that being said uh, okay, I'll tell. Uh, I'll tell Let me let me widescreen
1: myself. So widescreen you yourself really and look directly what's, to really see to, what's, to go,
2: folks. what's going on here. Um, all right. So this this story I'm going to tell you is basically a million of the same stories, right? But I'm going to explain to you how it goes for a bartender. If you don't know, if you are a bartender, a server, a restaurant manager, then I, I would I'd be appalled if you don't understand what I'm talking about. But this happens every single night in a normal world without COVID. Last call happens, right? Now, I've said this for a long time, and you can take this however you want, speaking of profiling and judging. But if you go into any restaurant or bar in the world that has a pool table, for whatever reason, you'll find the most, the worst people of the bar, you'll find them around the pool table somewhere, playing pool, around it, you know, the ones that are going to give you problems with something that's just my opinion. So every single night with a pool table, what happens is last call happens just like it does every single night. And if your restaurant happens to have sections, then you go through each section. Hey, everybody, last call. You want something for last call? Let me get you something for last call. It is last call. Also, the favorite part of the night for everybody that works there, right? Just in case you miss that. Last call. You want something? Yes, no, maybe so. Okay, here you go. Uh, yes, you ordered it. Here comes your round of drinks. So this is what happens every night, and, and specifically this is a story of what happened to me one particular night. Can I ask you a question? Yes. If
1: I put 5 bucks worth of quarters into the jukebox... That buys me more time, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. you could stay about around two thirty, three o'clock, you know, to finish all your songs. You're gonna lose. Now I'm at a jukebox one. I'm going to write that down because I've got plenty of jukebox ones, too. Let me write that down. Hold on, jukebox. So this particular night, it's last call at the bar. Where I'm up in the game room. There's two pool tables in the game room. I tell the gentleman playing pool, hey, guys, last call. You want anything? You know, that sort of thing. Lights are up. Playing closing time. Like lights, are, lights are up. Yeah. Music's still on, yeah. right, because, like, about five minutes after last call. And every bar is a little bit different, right? I worked at a bar downtown where we did last call 10 minutes earlier than what the actual last call is, and, and a lot of bars do that just because you're trying to get ahead of the game because you know people don't want to leave, right? Yeah. So pool table, last call. Here's your last drinks. Okay, I go back down, I start side work, I start doing all the things that bartenders do in between, you know, calling last call, pouring the drink, then you start doing a couple of miscellaneous stuff, go back up into the game room. All right, you guys, you know, now it's one, let's see, last call's at one thirty. so now this is like 1.40, right? Um, all right, everybody, start finishing up, start finishing up. Now, technically, there's 20 minutes between one forty and 2 o'clock. Now, the common understanding is that you can drink up until 2 o'clock. People think that you can drink up until 2 o'clock. Guess what? You can drink up until 2 o'clock. But if you drink up until 2 o'clock, then how the hell do I get you out of the door if you're drinking up until 2 o'clock? And then law, at 2 o'clock, everyone has to be out of the building and, and, and no more alcohol. Right. So in order to do that, you have to do it a few minutes early. Right. That's common sense. So this guy on this particular day, I'm doing the last call. I go up at the 140. All right, you guys, it's time to start drinking them. Start drinking them. Let's go. And this was my move. I clap and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Because you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I want to. It's know, a motivator. I, you know, you know, yeah. All right. All right. But at the same time, positive and fun. And this yeah. guy's all right. You know, <clears throat> inside, I might hate you, but I'm acting like, you know, yeah, all right, man. let's go. <laughs> so this is 140. 145 comes around. Now, it, it, this is a little more of go time. And in the, the particular bar that I worked at, yeah. it, it, our company policy was to have everybody outside by 150. Now, that didn't always happen. But, uh, and I would ha- have to ask Mark, but, uh, uh, you know, that gives you 10 minutes. So their policy is 150. Right, but you can ask people to leave at 1 if you want oh, to. You I mean, do, sure. No, I ask people to leave 10 minutes after they yeah. show up at 6 sure. o'clock if, if they deserve sure. it, you know. So this particular gentleman and his friends on the pool table, now it's 145. So I'm like,
1: hey, listen. You know what that tells me to do? <laughs>
2: Start another game. <laughs> Start another game, yeah. Or it, okay. tells, it tells most people, hey, just ignore this guy and keep playing
1: pool. That, that's how no, because that's how the there thing is. is nobody in their right mind, they would have to be a heartless bastard to come by mid-game <laughs> and say, you know what, <laughs> I don't care. So, you know, hey, we've got immunity with the pool table.
2: So it's 145 now, and so now I'm up in the game room, and now, like, the clapping happy guy, he's kind of gone away, and, you know, the jerk isn't there yet. He's not there yet at 145, but, but he's getting close, and now it's like, listen, fellas, you know, seriously, like, let's wrap it up. Let's go. I have to have you – and know, I tell people, like, I have to have you out by one fifty. He says, you don't close until 2 o'clock. <laughs> That's what he tells me. Yeah. So I say, you know, yes and no, like, because uh, I know where he's coming from. I know he's coming from the I, – I can drink in here until 2 o'clock, which is insane. So I say, uh, uh, well, no, technically um, – we, we close when we say we're closed, you know, I, and I and I've used that before to where it's like, listen, man, if I if we decide to close down at 10 o'clock and we do last call at, at 930, then that's what we do because it's our restaurant. It's our bar. It's, it's our it's us. It's not you. It's us. So I so he says I have until two o'clock. So now, like I say, 145, I'm supposed to have everybody else that win 50. I know I've got that 10 minute from 50 to the top to, you know, to, to talk to people. And so I say, no, man, you know, you, you don't. I, I know what you're thinking, but I have to have everybody outside by 150 company policy. So the 2 o'clock thing isn't really a factor. He goes, well, just let us finish our game. Just let us finish our game. Okay, that's what he says. And if you're a restaurant person bartender manager you know this too apparently when you're really drunk and it's the last game of pool of the night that's the most important game of pool in human existence it's more important than your children than your wife it's more important than than respecting other human beings i have to finish this uh, pool game by the way you know where carl is sitting on the edge of the table and there's vomit on the corner of the table but i gotta finish it Got to finish the pool game. Way more important than whatever you're telling me. So I tell him, "No, man, listen." So I explain everything, Greg. I swear I did. I explained it all. Like, listen, man, I have to have everybody out of 150. It's two o'clock. You know. Well, let me just finish the game. Let me just finish the game. I'm like, listen, you got two minutes to finish this game, and then I'm coming back. And when I come back, I told him, when I come back, two minutes. We're, you're going to be finished. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the ball, I forget how I worded it, but I'm like, you're going to be finished, man, seriously. So I come back in a genuine two minutes, if anything, a little bit longer than two, but real close to two, I come back for two minutes. It's like there's balls all over the table. Yeah. They're in the middle of the, 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 the best game of cutthroat the, the history of pool has ever seen. <laughs> and so I say, all right, fellas, that's it. And I start. Balls in the pockets. Game <laughs> over. You know this is this is sixty seconds yeah. before one fifty. There's no way I'm getting them out by one fifty. So technically, according to our restaurant uh, management's uh, um, guideline for what, everybody outside by one fifty, I'm not going to meet that. But that's why they do it at one fifty. So we have the ten minutes to argue and play around with people. This dude, I'm sore, I'm putting balls in pockets, right? And this dude's like, yo, 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 he's like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's the biggest shock in the world of what I'm doing to him right now, even though 30 minutes before, I told him it's going to happen. I did last call. I did the, the follow-up. Hey, it's after last call, yeah. so drink him up. I did the, I did the third go-around where it's like, all right, man, listen, the next time I come back. This thing's ending, and, and hopefully you want And then when I come back and start, you know, uh, hungry, hungry hippo and all the balls in the pockets, that's it. You're not playing pool anymore. You know what he does? He takes the stack of quarters that are on the pool because they think they're playing until Christmas, you know. <laughs> he takes the stack of quarters on the bar, about 3 seventy five worth. And he throws him in my face.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't.
2: Yes, he did. All right, more so my chest. Right, story purposes in my face. But he threw him at me from across the pool table. You know, four feet. And so I go, oh my god, oh, I choke. I got to choke somebody. Somebody's getting <laughs> choked. I don't want it to be me. But I can't. But then now that that's assault, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's assault. So he throws the quarters at me. I'm just like, what are you doing? His friend now. And then of course he wants to fight me. You know, oh, I'm a terrible person. And the whole time. I literally you wouldn't believe it Greg. I know you wouldn't believe it. But I'm like under pressure in the bar. But I'm the coolest character in the world. This show freaks me out. This is difficult, right? Bartending's easy. Quarters come flying at me. I give him this one right here. I'm like, I I told you that this was coming. I told you. I was even told you I was going to put the – now you hate me. Now you want to physically hurt me. I go, do you not understand the world that we live in? And and I do that a little bit to be condescending and and makes me feel better for sure. I can admit that. So uh, the viewers are drastically dropping off. So anyway, so his friends have to corral this guy, drag him outside so that he doesn't kill me – all because they were playing pool, and just didn't want to stop. Yeah. This one guy in particular. The other guys, yeah. they were just kind of like, ah, whatever. You know, I don't care. I'm hammered. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But it's he didn't want to stop playing pool, and because of that, and of course, it's alcohol induced. But I'll tell you, even the drunkest I ever was, or anything like, you know, I, I wasn't that person, and I, and I don't know. But if you're gonna physically assault somebody, or disrespect them because of the rules inside of the bar, and especially when you know it's last call. You know how that works, man. This dude was 30. You know how it works. This would be my plea. I should do a plea at every why the bartender hates you. Is like, please understand, folks out there, understand what your bartenders and servers and restaurant managers are doing. Please understand what they're doing. Now, listen, if this had been some bizarre case of where, and I don't even know. I can't. I can't even think of a fake story of of when that would be allowed. It's just you know you know what's going yeah. on. Even if it was six o'clock and I'm a lunatic mm-hmm. and I come up and I go, well, all right, last call, time to go, and I start putting the balls in or whatever at six p.m. and you could be dead sober. Yeah. That's not a reason to throw quarters no. at the guy's face and try to no. kill him. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. Yeah. It's you can like, you can go like well you're insane. Yeah. Obviously, because it's six o'clock, I'm totally so I can't play pool anymore. You're crazy. Is there a manager I could talk to? Because I don't really know you still
1: don't throw something at
2: But you don't throw something at somebody and try uh, to get at him
1: PM, it's shift change. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving, so you are too. He tried he tried Yeah, that's right. He tried to (laughs) like
2: get me. Yeah.
1: Jay Jay. I mean, you know, come on man. The good old days, man. Hey, listen. You the know, for for good old
2: days For uh, I'd say. that. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of an analogy. I think for every bad experience I had, and I can only speak yeah. for me. You know, you can generalize. I think for every bad experience I had in the restaurant business world life, um, you know, you have for every one, you have ten that are great. Yeah. You know. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I mean, you. Well, in my case,
1: yeah. Uh, here's a joke for you. Uh, so, two guys walk into a bar to play a game of pool. They get kicked out because the bar's closed. The end.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I love? I know we don't have enough time, but I would We've love got for All the time I, in the uh, world. I'd love if somebody actually stood there. Now it's down to seven, went from 20 to seven. Man, I just can't
1: believe you tune out during that. That was great. Well, they knew the end.
4: But <laughs> well, they knew. You know, they're
1: uh, I, And they're thinking about this. They're thinking about this poll, which we closed up. Why should small business equality be treated differently than racial equality? You may hate the analogy, again, you know, but what, what is an analogy that will get you at the end of the day to the conclusion that needs to happen right now? I don't know. Our state capital, we, we need to be down there, united, to just show unity, to just show, I mean, a simple sign. All small businesses were created equal. All businesses were created equal. Right? What seems logical to me? What am I missing? Let me know. Getting a lot of feedback. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We'll be back on the beat tomorrow, 2 p.m. Playboy, a.k.a. your honor, the mayor, back in town, right? He felt good. He felt safe he did a little traveling He says he's traveled a lot since during COVID he did what needed to take place though washed his hands covered his face social distance restaurants safer at restaurants that's what I say you guys seriously we need to the voice they need to happen they need to come up now now is the time and I know this week I want egg on my face worse than the next person I want them to come out of that state capital Sunshine, you know, a rainbow, a unicorn runs out, mm-hmm. throwing cash everywhere, like 50 cent in a strip club. Think, to, Does he still spend like, he doesn't have that money anymore, Be like <laughs> Floyd know, Merriweather yeah. <laughs> at a strip club. Um. That's what I want. I want everybody to do well. I want your small business to survive through COVID. What do you want? All right, let us know. You can email me, Greg at the Yes, I do have other shirts. I'll wear one tomorrow. <laughs> or the Moderneater at gmail.com. Or the at gmail.com. Or DM us or instant message us. But I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. Okay, thank you to Jay Parker. Thank you to uh, Mike Hernandez came on the show earlier today if you missed today's show i would encourage you to watch the replay i think you'll appreciate that there's there's more mike Hernandezes than there are not right now mm-hmm. okay and um again i hope that there's relief in sight I hope the vaccination's all we need i want to be partying with all of you guys very soon i want to open up this kitchen to the networking that it deserves i want everybody making some money that money man support local I'm sure you are um and do what you can that's all we can do right now do what you can but don't be afraid to speak don't be afraid to read don't be afraid to be educated and don't be afraid to have an original opinion okay All right. God bless the governor I hope you and yours are recovering um, uh, speedy recovery Immune system is important right now. I think we should do a more immune system programming. Like, how can you bolster your immune system? Give yourself a fighting chance through this thing. How can you lower your stress levels? It's not, I need all of those things, and I need you. Okay? All right, we love you. So for Jay Parker, I'm Greg Hollenbach. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 p.m. The Modern Eater Show continues.